I'm starting now. We're going to talk about healing. You know, we're just talking, talking about things that are near and dear to our hearts here at this church, things that we know are rightfully ours, right? Things that we know that Jesus went to the cross to pay for. So there, that means he took them, he paid for them, they're ours. So this, the things that we're going over, this is what we believe as a church. This is our doctrine. This is what we know is true. This is, um, uh, there's no doubt, all these things we've talked about, there's no doubt in my mind that all this is 100% God's will for our life. So I'm going to jump into it. You ready? Go for it. Is that your response? Yes? Cool. We got two responses. Go for it and yes. And yeah, I am. Cool. All right. So, the, okay. So we're talking about healing. And the, the, the title of the series is Jesus Christ the Healer because that's who he is. At least one of the things. He's, he's many things, but that's who he is. So before we talk about what healing is, um, the first thing I thought of when I thought of this topic was what are the myths? Right? Like, what are people really saying about healing? Because, oh, they're saying some things. Uh, Auntie Edna and Uncle Doodad, uh, Grandpappy and Grandmammy, everyone's got an opinion. So we're going to go through them tonight. I'm going to have some of the stuff up on the screen tonight. My beautiful bride, Chica Linda, is in the back helping tonight. So if, uh, we're going to be doing a bunch of stuff up on the screen tonight. A little bit different, but it's going to be good. You ready for myth number one? Are you ready? Say ready. Okay. Ready. Okay. Now, wait, before we go too far, no one take a picture of all these myths that are up there. Be like, hey, mom, dad, look what we learned tonight. MC said this is truth. These are myths. Okay. All right. Point number one, God puts things on you to teach you something. Oh, man, isn't that, that sounds nice, right? Good. Thank you. Good. God put thing, <laughs> puts things on you to teach you something. As soon as I hear that, I think John 10, 10, right off the bat. And I want to read this other Passion Translation. It says, a thief has only one thing in mind. One thing. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy you. <laughs> but I have come, this is God speaking, but I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life at its fullness, until you overflow. Anybody like that? I like that. So, so the myth God puts things on, to t- on you to teach you something. We just busted that myth, right? By that scripture alone, because um, God says, he, I have, um, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. There's no sickness in abundant life. Amen? Okay, that's what I thought. Um, you know, if God did put, he doesn't, but if he did, I'm thinking, I'm a dad, I have two kids, little Silas Scout. If I had the ability to put sickness on him, all right, well, you didn't clean up your cars. You're, I think we have like uh, 285 cars. We bought them from the churchyard sale. You didn't clean your cars up, so it's the flu for you. Or you didn't clean your car up, here's some cancer. I mean, isn't that just sound terrible? If God's supposed to be the good God that we say he is, but then there's this other side because he's bipolar that he's just like throwing sickness and disease on people. Oh, you didn't read your Bible, coming cold, right? Or uh, throwing leprosy or something where your nose and ears are falling off. God doesn't do that. God's come to give us abundant life and life overflowing. There's no sickness in there. Can everybody agree with that? Debunked. Okay, point number two. This is a good one. I hear this a lot. I won't say where. Um, It runs in the family, so you will get it too. Anybody heard that? Old uh, Sister Sandpaper has, um, 
arthritis really bad. It's in your family. You're going to get it, right? No. Thank you. Good response. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, we hear all these things exactly like that. It runs in the family, so you're going to get it too. You know your, you know your um, grandpa had uh, colon cancer. Yeah, yeah, you'll probably wind up getting it. I've heard that so many. Anybody heard that before? Oh, my goodness. Or uh, ar- yeah, I've heard arthritis. I've heard um, uh, bad knees. Oh, gosh. Oh, I have bad knees. You know, you, Amzie, you're a painter, and you're on ladders a lot. You'll probably have bad knees too. Listen, I'm going to slap you, all right? That's what. No. <laughs> um, in, uh, in response to it runs in the family, so you'll get it too. Uh, Proverbs 18.21 out of the New Living Translation is what it says. You ready? The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. So whose tongue? Whose tongue? Our tongue. <laughs> our tongue. Well, whatever. Uh, our tongue brings death or life. So what you choose to say over your life is going to bring death or life, right? So, yeah, it runs in my family. Yeah, I probably will get it. Well, you probably will. If that's your, yeah, come on, that's right, preacher. Yeah, if you keep saying that, if you establish yourself in that, if you spend your life saying, they had it, I'll probably have it. No, I'm choosing to say the opposite. Um, there is a, there's a, some uh, mental and emotional illness in my family, and, and a handful of people had it, and now that I'm getting a little bit older, I'm starting to see some of those things. Um, I'm not getting that. I don't have that. But I'm also choosing to not be a victim to that. I'm also choosing to say I'm speaking life. I'm, it says uh, death and life are in the power of the tongue. I'm using my own tongue to say that stuff's not touching me. Mental illness, emotional illness has no place in my life. You have to establish yourself to that. Come on, Destiny. Come on. You're, you're my biggest fan tonight. I'm glad you're here. If I came to preach to anybody, I came to preach to you tonight. And then everybody steps up their response game. <laughs> okay. You ready for uh, myth number three? If you get sick, you must be living in sin. (laughs) Okay, this one's a little bit tricky. It's a myth, but it can be true at at times. Let me me clear it up. And actually, this point, I just wanted to bring it up. I'm actually going to get into this a lot more next week. But when you live in sin, that opens the door to the devil. When you choose to do things ongoingly, time and time again, when you know you should not do those things, when someone, a preacher up here or someone, a life group leader, your mom and dad says, don't do that, but yet you do it, and then it's the next year, and you're still doing that thing, and it's the next year. I'm not saying that sickness and disease is going to come all over you, but when you kick open that door and leave it open, the devil and all of his friends come on and close the door, and then they're in there with you. I'm not trying to scare anybody, but if it does scare you, <laughs> stop doing the things that you're doing. Well, so be it. <laughs> If you get sick, you must be living in sin. But here's the thing. I've known some wonderful men and women of God, just wonderful people. And no one's perfect. Uh, Every person that's ever stood up here with a microphone has something that they deal with. That one thing or more more than one thing. They might know how to deal with it better than you, possibly. Who knows? But I've known a lot of people that have got sick and have died from it or have had sickness in their life for a long time. But that right there is a, is a direct result of being attacked by the enemy. I'm not saying just because someone has a title, that means, oh, well, no, they couldn't be living in sin. No, I'm not saying that. But when you're a leader, you have a big target on your back, right? So it's a myth, but it, it's kind of true, kind of not. 
living in sin will leave a door open to the devil to bring sickness and disease on you. Um, but sometimes when you're a leader, sometimes when the devil is threatened by what you are doing or who you are or the testimony you might have that might help someone else, sickness and disease can enter in that way. Okay, you ready for point number four? Say ready. Who said not ready? Who said it? Zod, did you say that? No, I didn't hear it. I was just making that up. Okay, point number four. Okay, this one makes me mad. The Lord always takes the good ones. Anybody ever heard that? Did somebody say amen? No, I'm kidding. The Lord always takes the good ones. Okay, I was at a funeral recently. And this preacher, he was legit, by the way. He was super, super legit. This preacher laid it out the best I've ever heard it. This preacher was anointed to get up in front of those people and go against what this myth is that the Lord always takes the good ones. I've never heard a preacher get up and articulate it so perfectly about how it's God's will to keep you healthy, whole, to give you a long future, and how it's the devil's job to take you out. Well, that funeral service gets over, and I'm, uh, I'm kind of sitting at this certain chair, and four or five chairs away from me, this you know, after the funeral stands up, you know, it's just a little bit awkward. Everybody kind of stands up, and it's kind of like, well, you know, what do we do now? And this, I said, hey, to this one guy, and I was like, did you know so-and-so? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I did. You know, I just don't know why the Lord always takes the good ones. I'm going to be like, bro, you heard everything I just heard, literally everything. I don't know if you were thinking about your reservation at the Asian buffet later or what you were thinking about or going home and watching Netflix, but you literally heard <laughs> everything that I just heard, and how could you say something like that? People love holding on to their traditions. They love holding on to um, what Brother Doodad or Sister Sandpaper said. They think, because they think, they hold on to it so much that that becomes their doctrine. You could smack them in the face and say, God didn't do it, and they say, well, the Lord takes the good ones. It's a myth. Listen, <laughs> God can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants. He's kind of powerful. He's pretty creative. If he, if he needed me and wanted to take me he could create what's the biggest number we've ever heard of trillions and any of you smart people know any what you accountant the biggest number you could think of he could create that many more angels if he wanted to so why would the, the lord's not in the business of putting sickness disease on and people because he really needs them in heaven really bad you know what the lord needs the lord needs us healthy and whole here on earth because he gave us an assignment he doesn't need us in heaven God needs us here bringing as many people to heaven with us as we can. God's gifted and called each and every one of us. So why would he, all right, uh, cancer for you, uh, diabetes for you, diabetes. It's not even how you say it. Diabetes, come on, people. But he's not going to put these things on people, oh, because I need them. I just need to go ahead and get their life over with real quick so I can bring them up. Nope, not true. God needs Emily down here on earth at her school at her job, telling as many people about Jesus and bringing as many people to heaven with her. So why would he take her out early? Not true. God leaves us down here. He wants us healthy and whole. He wants us to be a living, walking example of health and what it looks like to live healthy and whole. All right, point number five. You ready for this? Number five, the flu is going around. It's only a matter of time before we all get it. I hate that because I, I know about every, about every year when that starts going around and you get around certain people, they're like, oh, 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 oh. Oh, stay away, stay away. I'm like, dude, get over yourself. Are you really that afraid? There's certain people that every time, if I've coughed, oh, 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 hold on. <laughs> That's enough. Please don't, don't come any closer. Every time. And they're in this church too. Um, so uh, 
I'll let you decide. I'll let you decide. Just everybody start coughing and see who starts doing this. Ready, go. Just kidding. You don't have to do that. No, it's not Madeline. The flu is going around, and it's only a matter of time before we all get it. I hate that. That goes, this point, I kind of threw in there just for a little bit of fun, but this, this, goes, um, uh, this goes back with um, Proverbs 18.21, talking about uh, the power of life, or death and life is in the tongue. So, hey, when flu season or any of that stuff starts coming around, just say, I'm not going to get it in the name of Jesus. Boom, done. But establish yourself in it. Say it more than once. Say it 10 times. Say it 100 times. Go wild with it. Go crazy with it. It's either I kind of want to be healed or I really, really want to stay healthy and whole. Go crazy with it. Speak that thing over your life. Okay, so those are myths. I got those things out of the way. I hear them. I hear them almost every time I go to a birthday party, a family reunion, a weekend get-together. You hear somebody over in the corner say, I'm just like, bruh, come on. Please, just stop with it. (laughs) I'm already convinced that you're wrong. So, okay. Um, you know, healing is one of the many rights that we have as believers, along with uh, having the Holy Ghost living in us, like Morgan talked about, and blood covenant, like uh, uh, Pap the Preacher Cook talked about. I about called you Evan. I don't know, that's against the law. Um, but healing is one of the many rights that we have as believers, and there's one person that made that happen for us. Anybody know? Come on, shout his name. That's right, that's right. Jesus made it happen for us. He's the only one. No one else did. Till it didn't come over and say, Amzie, I'm going to die for you so you can be healthy and whole. Love you, but you didn't do it. Jesus is the only one. My wife didn't do it. <laughs> My sweet kids didn't do it. Well, sweet sometimes, but no, in the name of Jesus, they are sweet. See, I'm using, I'm using the power in my tongue. But hey, real quickly, just tell you the story of Jesus real quick. Jesus came down to earth um, from heaven, from a perfect place, came down, lived for us. Um, we deserved the punishment on the cross that he went and took for us. And when he was on the cross, he paid for many things, and the cross represented so much. But one big thing it represented was when he went to the cross, every disease, every symptom, any kind of ailment, everything went right to him, and he took those things all at once for us so that we don't have to carry those things on ourselves. So that's how, that's why, that's the reason why healing is ours. Um, You know, people talking about, you know, is it, uh, is it God's will for us to be healed? This, talking about the story of Jesus, everywhere Jesus went, he was healing people. Now, sometimes uh, people uh, didn't want to hear it, and he wanted to heal them, but they didn't want to hear anything about it, so he just passed on. He tried, <laughs> but they're like, no, not really, I'm not too interested. But um, look here in uh, Matthew 8, 1 through 3, out of the Passion Translation, we're talking about People say, well, it's not God's will for you to be healthy and whole. Um, and these even might be Christians who love, and, who love Jesus. But my question is, why did Jesus, if Jesus doesn't want us whole, why did he go around healing people then? If those things are supposed to be left on us to teach us something, then why heal us? It's like, hey, hey God, good job. The things that you put on us, you just healed them. <laughs> good job. The plan didn't really work out. But listen to this. And Matthew 8 says, After he came down from teaching on the hillside, massive crowds began following him. Suddenly, a leper walked up to Jesus and threw himself down before him in worship and said, Lord, you have the power to heal me if you really want to. And I love this. This is is my favorite part. I love this scripture so much, especially out of the Passion. Passion Translation is a great, 
uh, translation of the Bible. If you guys want to include that, maybe you already already have, but please include that in your in your study time uh, as a supplement to anything else you're reading. It's really awesome. But he says, Jesus reached out his hand and touched the leper and said, "Of course, I want to heal you. Be healed." And instantly, all signs of lepr- leprosy disappeared. So he said, of, "Of course, I want to heal you." It wasn't like he didn't have to ask himself, "Well, do I?" Like, he already knew the answer. Like, it wasn't like, wait, did God give you that? Am I supposed to heal this one? No. He already knew the answer. He's like, uh, yeah, of course. That's like, uh, hopefully, if I ask my wife, hey, hey, do you love me? And she says, yeah, I love you, of course. I know she loves me. I know her love is for me. Same thing. That's right. Amen. I, hey, I'm all about it. Um, he says, of course I want to. That doesn't leave any any room for error. That doesn't leave leave any interpretation open to me that that summed it up all right there i love it i love his his response for that um so i kind of want to close with this point here um so uh over the next you know this week and next week i kind of have three sides to healing the way i see it you have god's side right you have our side man's side and you have the enemy's side the devil Today, we're just, we're just talking about God today, God's side. Next week, we want to talk about um, uh, man's side and the enemy's side. But today, I just specifically, I felt like we need to specifically focus on, on God here. Um, God left us, uh, he left us his promises. And um, in uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, this is how we know. These are the things he left us to me, for me to be fully convinced that healing is ours, that healing is for today, that I'm supposed to walk around healthy and whole. This is, this is um, here, let me scroll up here. Um, Jeremiah 20, 11, it says, For I know the plans and thoughts I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace, well-being, well-being and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. So here, here's evidence of it right here. Peace, well-being, a future, and a hope. That's, that's a promise. Anytime God says something, he's going to do something, you can take it to the bank. That's a promise. You can cash that thing in. That, that thing's good. So peace, well-being, a future, and a hope. And then also out of uh, Psalm 91, 16, says, I will reward them, out of the New Living Translation, I will reward them with a long life, and give them my salvation. So the next thing God promised us is a long life. So does anybody see sickness, disease, cast putting that thing on you? You weren't good enough this week, so there's the cold for you. Here's the ear infection for you. Anybody see that anywhere in this? To me, this is these scriptures here are driving this thing home for me. I, I don't need uh, to know your opinion. <laughs> God's word says it, and I believe it. So we got peace, the promises promises of peace, well-being, a future, hope, long life. We're talking about healing. So uh, a future promotes um, healing. A long life promotes healing. Uh, let's see, Isaiah 53, 5. It says, but he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. So another thing it promises is to be healed and whole. These three things out of these three scriptures and there's, there's tons more. That, these are just scratching the surface, really. These three things 
are all the evidence I need of whether I'm supposed to, to um, walk around confessing divine healing over myself. If, if a symptom pops up, I have the authority and the ability to say, uh, uh, this thing might be on me right now, but it's leaving in Jesus' name, right? Anybody believe that? These three, these three things, or multiple things, but these three scriptures point out all the things uh, why healing is for today, why it's right. And when he says whole, so if you have a, a circle, which is whole, you take just, just a little sliver out. What is it now? It's not whole. Yeah, somebody said half. No, just like, I, you take anything away from something that's whole, it's not whole. That means God wants us to be at 100%, right? He wants us to have all the pieces of the pie, nothing missing, nothing broken, right? That's God's plan for us. You know, healing isn't just for sickness and disease and things that pop up, a broken arm, a uh, uh, a stub toe or things like it is for that it's definitely for that but you know i was thinking healing is for the one person that can't focus you know healing's for someone who can't quit thinking dirty thoughts healing's for um the guy or the girl that you dated and all the leaders and all the friends and the pastors and the family members said you shouldn't date that person but you were right and you had to do it and now that person left you in pieces and broken and like your life is falling apart healing is for that kind of stuff you know, healing's for the person that is always easily offended. Healing's for uh, the person who gets into strife often. Healing is not just, hey, preacher, uh, I have uh, this certain thing that the doctors just said I have in my body, um, and I need prayer for it. It is most definitely that. But God's concerned about every area of our life, every issue of our life. He, he cares about it when you have a bad day at school. He cares about that stuff. He, he wants you to be healed from that. He cares about the words that someone said that cut you down. He wants to heal you from that. He's concerned about every issue of our life. Do you believe that? You know, next, like I said, next week we want to talk about, tonight we talked about God's side. And God's side is his promises. He gave us his promises. Um, he doesn't need to do anything else. We're not waiting to be healed. He gave us that stuff already. It's up to us to figure out how to get it how to claim it, how to believe for it, how to confess uh, those things over our life. And next week, we want to talk about um, uh, the man's side, which is the side that we have to play, and uh, the enemy's side, what, what the enemy's always trying to do with us. You guys looking forward to that? I am. I'm really looking forward to it. I think there's some good information. Uh, like tonight, how I use those myths to kind of clear up some stuff, I think next week we'll clear up also uh, as we kind of dive in deeper about leaving that door open to sin, or that um, uh, I just think that we can kind of clear that up a little bit more because I sometimes feel like uh, when people are around me and someone says something about that, there's kind of a question mark over their head a little bit. Well, uh, I mean, I don't really know how to answer that. We're going to clear it up next week. Is that good?